Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. The grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all. It is a bold statement, an audacious statement even. For note, I did not say the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to some, bringing salvation only to the right people, to the people who look a certain way or think a certain way or act a certain way, but that the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all. It is a fact that we have often spent a lot of energy bending over backwards to try not to believe or to try to ignore, but there it is. In fact, you may be surprised to find that you've probably heard that line at every Christmas Eve service you've ever attended because it's been in the lectionary there for generations. And yet, we spend all of our energy hurrying off to Bethlehem and not paying much attention to what St. Paul says to Titus. And yet we have heard that as many times as we've heard about Emperor Augustus taxing the world, or about old Quirinius who was governor of Syria, or the city of David with its inns with no room, or shepherds watching their flocks by night, or angels with glad tidings of great joy. And here, hidden in the service, in this line from St. Paul, is a most pure distillation of what those glad tidings of great joy truly were. That the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. This, more than shepherds or angels or mangers, is why we are here to celebrate tonight. This grace of God and this salvation is why we are ever here, what all of this is for, and well, it should be, because in this announcement we have been promised a time when all wounds will be healed, when all chains will be broken, when everything that has grown old will be made new, when everything wrong will be made right, when love and life will have the final word on everything. For this grace has appeared, and there is no stopping it until the world is renewed and restored. There may be twists and turns, and there may be fits and starts, but there is no stopping this grace. So if we have such a lofty thing to celebrate this evening, why do we bother with messy mangers and smelly shepherds? Why not just keep ourselves in the clean and crisp realm of ideas, sing about philosophical grace and theoretical salvation? Well, because that's precisely not how the grace appeared. The grace did not appear as an idea. The grace did not come as mystical wisdom or spiritual sentiments or sacred notions. It came with all of those things, but it came as a person. And so it did not appear with grandeur or majesty, but it appeared as all people do, a squirming and scrawny infant 
And it didn't even appear in a great or powerful place, not mighty Rome or holy Jerusalem, but backwater Bethlehem. Then, as now, a place where life is precarious, especially for the poor and the powerless. And even there, the grace appeared as a stranger, unwelcomed and unaccommodated. So far from the heights of power and influence did the grace appear that it could only be found among the beasts in the stable. And when it was announced by angels, it was announced to those who themselves dwelt among the beasts. This is why Bethlehem and mangers and stables and ox and ass are so important on this night. Because it is vital that we understand how and where this grace appeared. The grace appeared in abject and total weakness. It appeared so far down the ladder of human power that its place was barely distinguishable from the animals. The grace appeared at the very bottom of everything, at the lowest and meanest and poorest and dirtiest place. Of course, at least that's how it seems on Christmas Eve, but soon we find the grace has farther down yet to go down to the cross, down to death. For the grace must descend below all things so that all things might be encompassed in the salvation of its rising. And it is still in these low places in the world and in our lives where this grace is most readily found. The signs of it are still signs of meekness and humility, just as surely as they were mangers and swaddling bands. And those who hear the news most readily are still those who know very well their own loneliness. And the ones who seek it are still those who know they have no other hope to seek, just as surely as it was proclaimed to and pursued by the shepherds. So on this Christmas Eve, let us with them go down to that place in ourselves and among our neighbors, the Bethlehems in our world and the mangers in our own hearts, so that we too might see this thing that has taken place, that the Lord God has made known to us the grace of God appearing at the very bottom of us all so that it might bring salvation to us all. The grace which is our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.